listening to The Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Hey, hey, welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. If you tuned into the show last week, this is part two of my conversation with Ashley Chanel. This is also a video podcast episode that you can catch on YouTube if you prefer to listen to the podcast that way. So if you haven't listened to part one of this episode, please pause this episode and go back to part one. Otherwise, let's jump right in. When are you going to stop pretending like you're superwoman? Yes, I know you believe if you don't do it, it won't get done. Take a deep breath and pause with me for a moment here. You're doing too much. You know it and I know it. Let's stop pretending and get you some relief starting today. Do you set weekly wellness goals? If not, you've got to start. No more leaving yourself last on your to-do list. I want you to download the Confident Bay app and start using the weekly wellness tracker now. It's 100% free to use and it comes with a digital journal to help you process thoughts and feelings on the go. You can even meet a tribe of like-minded women inside of Bay's Digital Cafe. I'm serious. Take off your cape, take a deep breath, and download the app at thepinkemerald.com forward slash app or hit the link in the show notes. This is definitely unfortunate. A lot of people are not self-aware. They are not conscious about how they're navigating out here and the effects that they have on other people. Mm. Um, And to me, like, especially when it comes to relationships, like, I look at actions more than anything because it's like it needs to match the verbal commitment. So I understand that like a lot of people are not as conscious as they should be and they're not as self-aware of their actions. So there comes a level of patience that you need to have when interacting with other people. But at the end of the day... But still, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, let's let's really be real. Let's really be real here. Mm-hmm. Um if somebody is not willing to do the work, their actions are not going to be aligned with what they're telling you. Ooh, and you are going to get the same resort, the same result that you've been getting the entire time. And that's going to put you in a situation where you're going to have to take a step back and you're going to have to, again, ask yourself, like, is this relationship worth saving? Mm. Is it worth putting in the relationship? Like putting an effort into this relationship and you're going to have to sit down and you're going to have to have an uncomfortable conversation with that person and put in the effort to try to get them to understand. But if their actions are not showing you that they're willing to put their best foot forward, then look. Long handle spoon. <laughs> <laughs> you might 
might be like, I have to love you from a distance because this is not working for me. <laughs> Literally. And I feel like even people get offended with that. But first of all, let me just say, I know I'm somebody's distant love. Okay. I know that somebody has been like, oh, girl, you are too much. Can I handle it? Right. But why do we always act like that's a bad thing? Mm-hmm. I've been telling people all the time, like, You find your tribe when you are most authentic to yourself. And I do recognize that it's a challenge to be bold and be brave because every single day of life, God is calling us to come out of hiding and be who we are and show up boldly and, you know, just live. But we're scared. Go ahead. You you shaking your head. You got something to say. <laughs> because this is the thing. It's like living in your true nature. Like that's really what nurturing is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the problem with a lot of us. It's like, we grew up with our family values, our background, religious society. Like we have all these different factors that shaping us. Mm-hmm. But at what point do we sit down and be like, what is my true nature? What is, what is important to me? What do and I believe? What, what do I believe? Like, what do I want from myself? And mm-hmm. like, that's really what it boils down to is like, everybody is not going to align with us and our true nature and our true selves. So it's mm-hmm. literally like being comfortable living in a space where it's like, all right, if this person is not okay with the fact that I like this or I believe in this, like, that's fine. I still love you. It's no love lost. But and as you said, it's not a bad thing to love somebody from a distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't mean that, like, you, oh, you know, I'm wishing ill will on you or anything of that nature. Like, I still love you. Like, the love is still there. But right. currently where I am, this chapter in my life, unfortunately, we just don't align right here. And that is perfectly fine. Right. It's not even unfortunate. It is what it is. It is. (laughs) Who's to say that life won't lead us back, you know, there later? We don't know. So next question, what would you say to the person who is struggling to find their tribe and honestly just feeling lonely today? I feel like this is me. Like this question was like meant for me, actually. <laughs> and action. <laughs> Honestly, um, have patience, stick in there. Um, a lot of things that I'm learning is just, you know, finding things that just align with my current goals that I have for myself. So like um, I'm trying to change the algorithm on social media. So like unfollowing pages that I'm like, mm. I see how this makes me feel. I don't need to have no parts in this. And like looking more for things that I know that like aligns more with my values, just opening that space and also taking the step back. And like we said, like it will be periods of isolation. And I feel like that comes with just being self-aware and actually trying to find what aligns with you. So unfortunately, the only aspect is just going to be a part of it. So um, one of the things I'm learning is just like, embracing the solitude Mm. um so like having those periods where it's like oh man i'm a little bit uncomfortable i would love to be surrounded by these people but at the same time like i can use this to learn myself a little bit more and i can take this period to dive in a little bit deeper to what it is i'm seeking out in the world and i feel like really being conscious of that and putting in practices is going to create the space and although it's going to be uncomfortable but eventually like you're going to find different things in different communities that align with what you're looking for. And you're going to find your tribe. You just opened up a, a big issue 
again, self-awareness. You said, I'm uncomfortable and I want to go be with these people. Now, this question I'm going to pose for you listening. You listening to this episode. You watching this episode. Who is in your life as a comfort measure? Like, not really a deep relationship, not a a relationship where it is nourishing. They're just there for comfort. And that's important because comfort zones don't produce growth, Mm -hmm. right? So they produce complacency. Go ahead, girl. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, if you want to, we saying we want to grow, we want to change. Yes, I want to do X, Y, Z. Lay out your vision. Lay out whatever dream you got, whatever, you know, whatever you say you want to live like. You want to, okay, next year, I'm going to take more vacations. Or in two years, I'm going to have my own business. Or, you know, whatever it is. Three years, I'm adopting kids, et cetera. Literally, whatever avenue it is, who is around you that is keeping you too comfortable to step into a zone that is outside of your comfort level so that you can push yourself to grow? That's a huge question. Because you, man, and even sitting with yourself and being like, okay, this is uncomfortable, but what do I need to learn here? Mm -hmm. I am heavy on the, what is this teaching me? I talk to the, you know, to the subscribers all the time, the listeners all the time about when you find yourself in a space, in an uncomfortable space, like how do you navigate through that season? You know what, that, that question right there is a good thing, a good thing for anybody to pose to themselves because a lot of times like feeling uncomfortable, even feeling fear, Mm. sometimes you have to welcome it. You can't really run from it. You have to sit there, sit with yourself in that moment and say, like, you know, what what is this trying to teach me? Like, there is a reason why I feel anxious, like thinking about being alone or why it scares me, why I'm so quick to, like, fill a void mm. in a sense. Um, <laughs> no, like, that's what it is. That's, that's really what yes. it is. And I say, like, personally, just me from myself, because, like, Over the years, I've surrounded myself with people I had no business being around. And I know for me personally, I did that because it was a matter of filling a void, you know, not having the tribe or the connection that I wanted with family or other loved ones. And I saw myself doing different things, trying to like be, you know, seeking their approval, being a people pleaser, like doing this, not saying no, being a yes man, like doing all these different aspects because... I essentially wanted to fill that void and I wanted to feel like I had that tribe and I had that dynamic and it didn't do nothing but hurt me in the end. Like I literally sat down and I'm like, you know, like I'm surrounded by all these people, but like, I don't feel like how I should right now. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really had to step step back and it's like, okay, well, what is this trying to teach me? And I learned in the sense of like, okay, this is what I'm doing wrong and I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. And I'm not out here and I'm not trying to align myself with the correct tribe or what, you know, um, something that's going to promote growth for myself. So now it's like unlearning those behaviors and putting myself in an environment where it's like, okay, well, I may not go out this weekend or I may not do this and I may be at home with just me and my cats, but that is okay <laughs> because me and my cats going to sit here. We're going to figure it out together. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. You ain't saying nothing but a word. So I think, first of all, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that because I feel like at one point on one point or another, all of us have likely been, you know, we found ourselves in situations where we had to question 
the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it like, how is this adding value to my life? But I don't necessarily mean the person. I mean, the experiences that I have with the person. How does this add value to my life? And I even um, I know you and I talked about this a little bit. I even shared on my Instagram page like I uh, started calling myself a vision architect and I was a little bit nervous to call myself that simply because, you know, people were well a couple of people were questioning like, well, what is that? That doesn't really make sense. You should just, you know, call yourself a coach or you should just do this or do that. And first of all, I value, you know, the feedback and their, cause I know that when, when people were saying that they were saying it from a place of love and, you know, concern and care, I don't think it was malicious or ill intent or anything like that whatsoever. But the old Sita would have just, completely changed that and gone left according to those people's vision for me. But the new Sita that is a little bit more confident in who I am and understanding that I have to stand in who I believe I was called to be, who I am created to be is like, okay, I'm still going to call myself a vision architect. You know, when it first came to me, I'm like, But I was just like, okay, girl, lean into it makes you a little bit uncomfortable. And when I say that it has been nothing but resounding, like, oh, my God, I didn't even know I needed a vision architect. It makes so much sense. Yes, vision architect. Love it. Like, it makes sense. And it resounds with the people that it is supposed to hit. Mm -hmm. So I always say, like, right along with what you said, like, if you stand in who you are, Stand at who you know you are made to be, who you are created to be, who you are fashioned to be, who you are cultivated to be. Your tribe is going to find you right where you are. And I know because you you started talking a little bit about actually both of our next questions, but I want to go into this one while we're there. You and I were talking about this cultural dynamic that seems to be deeply rooted surrounding surface level relationships. So what do you think keeps people at the surface when they're trying to establish relationships? Ooh. <laughs> I feel like there could be like various different factors to be completely honest. Um, a lot of times it can be a matter of a person dealing with trauma and they're mm. unaware how that trauma is impacting them. Yeah. Um, people not being conscious or self-aware. Mm-hmm. So they don't know that like, their actions is making the relationship stay at a surface level and it's not diving in deep because they're not taking the time to actually like water somebody's essence in their ores to say like, I'm putting in my best foot forward to like nurture your true nature. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that plays a part in it as well. Um, Sometimes when it comes to relationships, you and I had this conversation before about people liking the idea of certain relationships, but not Come on. put in the effort or the work into that mm-hmm. relationship. So it really just boils down to like the parties involved, um, the circumstances surrounding the relationship and the work people are willing to put in for that relationship. Mm, you like the idea of me. You don't actually like you me. You like the idea of me, but you don't really like me. Like you like the things that can be associated with me or what I may be able to bring to the table, Mm. but you really don't like me. And I say that in the sense of like, 
not taking the time to see the person for who they are. Yes. Like that's really a huge factor when it comes to like a lot of different relationships. And that's what I appreciate like about you and I, because it's like, we can have periods of times where we don't talk, but at the end of the day, like we see each other, like we genuinely see each other for who we are. And that aspect, it's like, we're actually nurturing our relationship. Yeah. Even though we don't talk frequently and we work at it. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge factor. Yeah. And I think, um, I think part of that, again, I feel like the underlying, one of the foundational things here is really respect Mm -hmm. because I feel like I've said it on the show before, but somebody told me years ago, like, man, Sita, you got, you, you got some weird friends or some weird relationships. And I was just like, I don't really see it that way. I just see me as being a person that is, I know how to respect people. I know how to love on people for where they are in life. And I just feel like everybody needs love. Everybody wants acceptance. And another thing that we talked about, acceptance of a person is not acceptance of everything that they do. Mm-hmm. And it's not agreement with everything that they do. And I feel like we kind of got that a little bit mixed up. If I accept you as a person, that means that I agree with you robbing banks or, you know, I don't, I don't agree with everything that you do. And that's okay. Even my own husband, I don't agree with everything he do. He don't agree with everything I do. Right. Like that's kind of just life, but we, we get it twisted and we get it lost and we kind of stay stuck there because we feel like, well, if you're not into yoga, I can't be your friend. If you ain't into Jesus, I can't be your friend. If you ain't into podcast and I can't be your friend. I can't talk to you. Like, no. See what people fail to realize is that like, we're all individuals at the end of the day. Any relationship is individuals coming together to like to form some form of union. So no, like you're not going to find a relationship where everything is going to be identical and like your hobbies and everything are just totally aligned. <laughs> like that's, that is so unrealistic. The twins from Arthur. <laughs> so unrealistic but I love how you said that because it's actually crazy because like um over the past couple of months you know I (laughs) I actually had somebody reference like the type of like people that I'd be around and it was more so like their physical attributes and I just remember being so appalled like so appalled that they're like oh you know um Chanel, you only be around like blah, 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 blah. And they're like describing like certain features. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, like, like I was literally like taking it back. Like what? I don't care about stuff like that. Like I look at the person's nature. Like yeah. I just want to be around genuine like, good people. I, is that what? something that's of value to you? And it really Ooh. just made me sit there and just evaluate the person that said it because it's like, what where's your mind at like this is really speaking a lot about like your characteristics and your values and that's showing me it's not aligned with mine because i care more about the person that i'm interacting with than again the idea of them or what they look like or what they can bring to the table it's more so how does this person treat me how does this person make me feel is it uplifting or you know i'm saying like is it something that I can see myself like, okay, this is worth like putting my best foot forward. I want to keep this person around me. Um, And it also comes with like being in a relationship. Like, as you said, a lot of people look at it and be like, well, this person don't like this and this person, I like this and I want to do this and you don't do this. And it's like, that's 
totally fine. I love being around friends that's completely opposite from me because why? They have things that I can learn. They have things that they can show me that I may not be aware of. I have things that you know, I can show them or teach them that they might not be aware of. And it's like all of us coming together and it's like building on that. It's like, that's an ideal relationship. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for us. Like that works out. Listen, I almost just lost it now because I was just thinking about when I came to your house. And first of all, disclaimer, I do love paintballing. I do. I was just not in the mood for paintballing this particular day. So it's like I, Ashley and I, we, I don't even know what our plans were for that day. But she was like, oh, yeah, let's go paintball. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but again, because I'm like, this is my girl. She want to go paintball and let's go. Man, listen. Did I you feel pressure to do it? It's a better I question. did not. I did not. But I got shot up. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> I didn't even want to be here. I had all types of bruises when I left. I think even somebody shot me in the hand. Okay. <laughs> My husband was like, um, did you even shoot your gun? I'm like, yeah, I was covering people. <laughs> but I feel like that is a real life example of how it's like, no, I didn't feel pressure, but it's the situation between us. Like, okay, we do stuff for each other because we care about each other. Mm-hmm. Like it was an experience that you wanted to cultivate with us. You thought it would be fun. And I I did have fun. I did. I just was very exhausted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I did have fun. But I was a little bit salty about getting shot up though. <laughs> And I look and I appreciate you doing that with me because I had a great time. Like it was a lot of fun. Oh, I know you did. I kept y'all safe. (laughs) But see, it's that level of compromise where it's like this is promoting a healthy environment for us to say that, like, you know, she's not asking me to do something that's necessary. I mean, yes, it's physically hurt. Huh? You went to the monument for me. Yes, listen. and we oh my, and we walked she, through all those. Listen, I she's like, yeah. Did you want to see that? You know, I take you to get some Cajun fries. You want to go to the monument? Blah blah. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. We get there. You quiet as ever. I'm like, hey, uh, can I breathe? Around? You know, like, what's going on? He's like, yeah, I actually hate the monument. I'm like, oh my god, you should have told me. I wouldn't have said yes, but. But it's also like, I know this is something, that's why I asked you when you got here, like, what is something you want to do? Because it's not just solely on me. Like, I want you to be able to enjoy your experience as well. So it's like, yes, this may be something where it's like, you know, I've done this a thousand times. Oh, man, we're just about to walk around. All these nets going to be attacking us the whole time. Like. But at the end of the day, it's like, I just wanted you to be able to, like, have that experience, something that, you know, you can actually take from you and say that I I enjoyed it. So to me, that was all that was like, yes, in the back of my mind. I was like, I really don't want to be here. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It works. Listen, all I can say is as soon as we were headed back, your mood was instantly like, hey, girl. Like, it's like, do you want me to take your picture? I was like, I love you felt bad, but that's like how you were with paintball. And you was like, I know you didn't really want to do this, but thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are some of the sacrifices and compromises that you make for friends. So now a big question that I know um, people have, how do you think 
family trauma plays a role in the way that you nourish your relationships as an adult. Ooh, how much yeah. time we got, sis? Like, we got time. This is it's a lot to unpack with this one. Like, let me go make some tea. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it plays your trauma alone. And I won't even just like narrow it down to family trauma because trauma yeah. can come from anything. Yeah. Um, it plays a huge part in everything we do essentially, because it's like, whether we're conscious about it or not, it shapes us. Mm. So a lot of the times people like when it comes to family trauma, like maybe you felt unheard or unseen, um, you may maneuver a certain way in life. Like you're going to react a certain way. Like that's certain reasons why people are afraid to be vulnerable or people shut down. Um, People like have like different mentalities that they're not aware of. Like some people have a victimized mentality. Some people Mm. are in, you know, fight or flight. Some people are maneuvering a certain way deal to like due to their trauma that is unresolved that is shaping their ability to nourish a relationship. So if you're in a situation with somebody that like, because of the trauma, they're not used to communicating and like their first instinct is like, this is too much. I'm a shut down. You're not going to be able to have a healthy dialogue with them. You're not going to be able to nourish any relationship because like with nourishing a relationship comes an open line of communication. Mm -hmm. So if that person has learned from their trauma to shut down, how are you going to like communicate at all? Yeah. Um, Can I pause you real quick? Cause mm -hmm. you brought up something super important. You said victim mentality. And I love also that you were like the trauma can be from anywhere, not just family. One thing that I really had to overcome was that victim mentality. And I think that that was a large part. You know, I know we, we try to be all politically correct, but a large part of that come from like growing up in the hood. Everybody think, you know, you took this from me, you did this to me, you blah, 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 whatever. But in reality, at what point are you responsible for this situation? And it took me years to overcome that, to to actually be willing to say out loud, I have done things to people. I still hurt people. I could still be wrong, you know, and really to kind of lean into that the the feeling of uncomfortable honestly like being uncomfortable and even that level of vulnerability that it takes to be like i'm ready to stop playing victim mm-hmm. and to now flip the way that i see conflict and say what was my role in this mm. so i really think it comes down to like again like it really boils down to a person being self-aware yeah. um like i know like there's probably a lot of people out here that feel like at some point when we cross paths in life, like I hurt them in some shape, form or fashion. Um, And at that time, like I may not have been conscious of how I was affecting other people in my actions and how they made them feel. And it's like really just like taking a step back to really acknowledge it and hear people out and then have like an open and healthy dialogue. Um, But it, if a person is not willing to acknowledge that and in their mind, that's what's so crucial about a victim mentality because like they don't see 
any wrongdoing on their end. It's just the world has handed me these cards. I've been dealt with this. Like the world is out to give me. That's why I am the way that I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I was literally just having a conversation with like one of my girlfriends yesterday and we were talking about someone and how they were just like, oh, you know, I'm like this because of this. I was exposed to this. I grew up this way. And I was like, you know, I, I see that and I acknowledge it. Um, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it really boils down to that person. Like, when is enough enough for you? Mm. When are you going to figure out that, like, that doesn't you know, your past me. happened and it does not control you. Yeah. So, like, you're letting something that happened for some people 30, 40 years ago, and you're still letting that shape you today, right. your present, your future, when you have the ability to say that, yo, it sucks. What the cards that life handed me in the past really sucks. Which but I feel like is I want more for myself. Why we don't remember the tiff when we was kids. It's like, what was that even about? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It's like it wasn't. And then we were young then too. Like a lot of people hold on to stuff from the past and it's like, we were growing. We were literally trying to figure out ourselves. Like you can't hold on to something back then. Now, if it's a, like, a constant pattern and you're repeating something that you've done to hurt me, then all right, this is you. This is, this is not just us growing. This is just right. your nature. But yeah. no, it really just boils down to like putting your best foot forward to say like, yo, I have this trauma, but I don't want to let this trauma define me. Mm. Like I really want to break the cycle. I want to be the one to put my best foot forward because it's like, Yo, we only get one one shot at this. Like Literally. we don't get multiple attempts at life. So why waste your time sitting there in grief, sitting mm. there in your trauma, sitting there with a the victim mentality, sitting there in anger, every sitting there in anger, sitting there with resentment. It's like mm. you're holding on to everything that's hurting you, essentially. Yeah. Like you're causing yourself pain. Nobody else is doing that. You're causing it to yourself because you have the ability to sit there and be like yo, this messed me up. I react to this because of this, but I want to put in the work and I actually want to work through these things. Let's move forward. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I specifically use the term like nourishing relationships in this conversation because I know that, you know, we have people that are like, well, a lot of people, maybe I think in general, when you think about relationships, most people probably think relationships as in dating or romantic relationships. But I'm like, honestly, your friendships are just as important as your dating. Because people do not understand how important friendships are. Like you can, can have friendships. It can. It can. You can have friendships that literally like end and like it can hurt you just as bad as a romantic breakup. Or do you can have or deeper or deeper it's any relationship in general it is not just romantic like it can be family it can be friends like any loved one essentially mm -hmm. like they are imperative to our growth and they can be detrimental to our well-being when we like break from them and regardless of how much we want to acknowledge it or not we carry influence in all of our relationships and just like we carry that influence other people do too mm -hmm. so stuff that we might have heard somebody say or even if you think about i don't know if this has ever happened to you um where it's like something happened in somebody else's relationship let's just say let's take romantic because it's easy mm -hmm. right 
you find out that one of your friends got cheated on. So now you super suspicious about your man, even though your man ain't been doing nothing. So now you acting all funny and you're jeopardizing your relationship based on the influence of her and mm -hmm. her pain, her hurt, her trauma, what happened with her. So we really have to take into account all relationships and how we navigate through that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean when I'm like, okay, we have to take the time to actually nourish our relationships, pour into our relationships. Relationships are like gardens, right? You can grow weeds and mess and all of that and have it untamed and all of that, but it's going to be, it's going to suck to like try to walk through your garden. It, it, it ain't going to feel good, right? Mm -hmm. Or you can put the time into water to plant, to nourish, to decide what kind of flowers you want back there. What's the view that you're going for? Like literally you can, I know I use cultivate a lot y'all, but you can cultivate <laughs> what you want. So I love the garden analogy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's just off the dome. You feel me? <laughs> Thank you. So switching to guest questions, what makes you feel inspired to be your best self? Oh, man, I feel like I've kind of touched on this um, previously during our talk here. Honestly, um, for me, growing up with my own trauma, and just actually sitting with myself and seeing the space that I was in and really just thinking about how this is the only life that I get. This is the only shot that I have at it. And to me, it was just a matter of I don't want to continue down the same path that I'm on. Hurt people, hurt people. I don't want to be the one that's continuing the cycle. That's one. Yeah. Two, I don't want to keep looking back and feel like, oh, you know. I'm continuing down the same patterns. Um, I have this regret that just keeps following me. Like I'm still making the same mistakes because it's like, I have the ability to change my life. And I know that for me personally, Ooh, I, want, <laughs> no, I have the ability to change my life. And I mm. know for me personally, like, I just want to be the best person that I can. I want to genuinely, like when I meet the creator at the end, I want to look back and say, I put my best foot forward essentially. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. I don't want to look back and say that, like, I intentionally was a bad person when I know I had the ability to be genuine. Mm. Um, so to me, it's just that, like, I mm. want to live my best life with this one shot that I was given, this gift of life that I have. Like, I want to just be genuine. I want to live in my authentic nature. I just want to see what life has to offer me without any of the stipulations, without any of the baggage. Like, I just... I just want to live. I just want mm. to live out here. And as you was talking, all I'm hearing is you better lose yourself in the music <laughs> the moment you want it. You better go, never go, let go. it go. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow this, this opportunity. opportunity to the lifetime. Yes. Literally, that song going to repeat when I be running though. But, you know, that's another story. <laughs> Okay. So obviously you are on the Lovish podcast. What does it mean to show real love to someone? We keep talking about nurturing nature. We keep yeah. talking about seeing the person for who they are. To yeah. me, that is what's really important. Um, diving in deep, meeting the person where they are, reciprocating that love, um, taking the time out to actually see them. Like a lot of people 
don't like being vulnerable or they like carry burdens and stuff on their own. And it's not saying that you have to go and like be like a superhero and try to rescue or save anybody because you have to save yourself. Like I get it. But it's like, no, seriously. But it's like actually like to me taking the time out to say this relationship means something to me. And I'm willing, as you say, to cultivate it. I'm willing to like put in the work to nurture your true nature so you can live in your authentic self. And so we can actually nourish our relationship. Like to me, that's what it means to really love and show up for someone. Dive in deep and letting the person be who they are. And letting them be who they are. I hate that. Like I hate, granted, any relationship we said is going to be about compromise. But I really hate that people feel that they have to like change themselves or adapt to maintain a relationship. And it's like the moment it's like that, it's like you really need to take a step back and just evaluate things because a relationship that's meant for you is going to promote growth. And I think I I would even like to kind of clarify here. I feel like uh, when we're talking about like change who they are and all of that, sometimes people can see that as a big thing. Right. Like, but I'm even talking about little stuff like, um, if I'm not a person who likes to stay up late and watch movies with snacks, right? Like changing. What? You don't want to stay up late and watch, watch movies. No, girl, you know, that's how we was raised. We, (laughs) but I'm saying, but I'm saying like, even that stuff, like to be like, Oh yeah, girl. Or even the, the, um, the pressure, the internal pressure as adults to be like, Oh, you don't shop at Nordstrom's or you don't shop at Target or whatever, you know? And then be like, yeah, I'll shop there. It's just, uh, you know, once a year, a cup they sell or whatever. Like, it's those little um, changes and compromises where you feel like, and I, I would say those exist more than the larger ones. Mm-hmm, and larger do. ones, I mean, like, you know, do you love God? Questions like that. Those are the larger ones, the more obvious ones. But I'm even talking about the small ones, the micro ones, where it's like, see, I love that. And it's like loving somebody in their love language is not just solely for intimate relationships. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. You got to cultivate them friendships. You got to water. You got to pour into Listen, I tell people all the time, especially my people that identify as like strong friends, you because most often it's like, I don't want to put that on people. I don't want to say whatever, but low key. okay, I'm not going to. That's a whole nother episode right there. But (laughs) I will just say this. I was going to say, say it, sis. (laughs) (laughs) Like part of that is your pride, to be honest, your pride, and you don't want to become vulnerable because you know that if it's a real friend, they're not going to instantly come into agreement with you. So if you're being real and to talk to them about that, then you're risking somebody not agreeing with you. That's one. But then on the opposite end, I tell people all the time, you are you're jipping yourself in a relationship because you never know that person. You are not allowing them to show up for you in the way that you probably need somebody to really show up for you. And you would be pleasantly surprised to discover they love you more than you even knew. Okay. Mm-hmm. More than you even knew. So I just, um, 
I don't know if you heard or whatever, but when I named the show, the Lovish Podcast, I named it that because I feel like we offer these half-hearted surface level versions of love. Mm -hmm. So love-ish. And then God teaches us how to show real love to people. And even if we don't get it right, like you said, like we've been talking about this whole time, to be able to go back and be like, yo, I'm sorry. I didn't do that right. See, that's why it's really so important to like have a healthy space like that where you can have an open dialogue. To me, if it's anybody that I consider a friend or if I have some form of relationship with you, if we are not able to sit down and have a healthy, open dialogue to discuss our conflict, our miscommunication, um, the lack thereof, whatever, like the friction, whatever it is that's causing it. What are we here for? What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's like, if you have an issue, come and talk to me about it. I may not see it. I may need to take a step back to process it, <laughs> but like at least afford me that opportunity. Don't just go and feel some type of way about it. And I, don't even know and I'm not even aware about what's going on. Let's okay. have a conversation about it. Again, that's another episode. You're stepping <laughs> on some toes. <laughs> You're stepping on some toes because some folks out there done ghosted friendships too. But okay, all right, okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about that this week. But I'm just saying, if you're one of those people that didn't ghosted some issues in your friendship, you need to go set on down and get that together. But okay. <laughs> what is one big dream that you have that you really wish was a reality? More people to come self-aware, more people to take the time to sit with themselves, to actually learn their patterns, learn their characteristics, to learn how they may affect, impact, or shape the relationships that they have. Um I really wish that was a reality. In all honesty, that would really change a lot of things out here with how we like operate and communicate and interact with each other. Um, because I can see and I can be aware of things on my end, but if a person is not willing to like actually comprehend what I'm saying, then there's no point of the communication and there's no point of even exhausting, like exhausting that energy into it. Yeah. So like, that's just my desire, especially for the people around me. So if you wanted the people around me and you're seeing <laughs> yeah. this, know that that's just what I want. Like, just take a step, step back, sit with yourself and really just understand the things that you do and the things around you. Yeah. Okay. This one is really easy. What makes you laugh? I am so goofy. Sita, you know this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually like very impressed that you managed to like keep it in for a lot of this episode. <laughs> I've actually been like focused this whole time because you know me like the moment this is done, I'm going to go crack up somewhere about something on here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring nothing up. You can. You can answer the question. Well, I know you're not allowed to talk about CCC or Yeasty. No, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Which one is <laughs> Well, you were gonna. Ex no, don't even do that. I just thought about that. Don't even do it. Okay. So your friends make you laugh. <laughs> what else? It's really like, honestly, I can find joy in like the smallest things. Like sometimes I 
the other day I was cracking up and it was just literally a Snapchat photo that I put on my cats. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to show me the pictures. <laughs> it was so it was so funny to me and like people around me like what is so funny and I'm like showing them and they're like oh. <laughs> and I'm cracking up the whole entire time and I'm like I don't care <laughs> don't be me too. I'd be in tears and people be like mom be doing that to me all the time I'd be like <laughs> and he'd be like okay <laughs> but you know, hey, when people don't find it funny, it's like this is not funny to you. Like, how are you, you not dying? How are you not dying right now? <laughs> okay. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show for bringing so many, so much hot tea to the the episode. I will likely split this into two episodes. Can you tell the people where to find you? I be hiding, y'all. You do be hiding. Do like be we hiding. talked about. Come on out. Come on out. Come I on do out. be hiding, y'all. But um, really just on social media, you can find me on Instagram at lady underscore nail. Um, Facebook, Ashley Trinell. Everything else is like, I have accounts, but I'm not necessarily on it. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. you know. Okay. <laughs> So um, I will link that information in the show notes. Is there any parting words that you want to give to the people? I feel like anybody watching here, I already took the first step. The fact that they're watching your podcast is a sign that they're reaching out here and they want something more for themselves and they are searching for more. Um, So you're on the right path. Stick with it. Um, this journey is never ending. Don't get discouraged. Like everything is going to work out. You're going to find your tribe and you know, life is beautiful. Just do what you got to do to enjoy it. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your mama, share it with your friend, share it with, share your, with your mama. Literally, then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. I said five, five stars, five. Okay. Nothing and less than. <laughs> nothing less, nothing less. And that is all I have for you today. I will see you out in these social media streets. Bye.